Hello, hola, and konnichiwa. I am your host, Daniel Gumby Freeland, and this is the Prelim Primer, the one and only podcast fully dedicated to the curtain jerkers. Of course, I'm talking about those fighting on the prelims of upcoming UFC fight cards. Last weekend was filled with absolute bangers top to bottom, but as you guys know on this show, we do not rest. We do not cater only to the big cards. This week, we're all in on UFC in Moscow, Russia. But as you guys know who are frequent to the show, you know that we are only focused on the prelim portion of that card. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, you might be asking yourselves, why just the prelims? Why not look at the main card? There's an exciting main event. There's an exciting co-main event. Why are we just looking at the prelims? And the answer is quite simple. The answer is because we feel that the prelims often get overlooked and there's lots of money to be won there, both if you're gambling or if you're playing daily fantasy sports. And speaking of daily fantasy sports, I would be remiss if I did not mention that this episode of the Prelim Primer is exclusively brought to you by BSMMA.com. BSMMA.com is changing the way we play daily fantasy sports for MMA because they're getting rid of those pesky salary caps. They're getting rid of weird arbitrary scoring systems where you get points for significant strikes. No, Nobody knows what a significant strike or a, a regular strike is anyway. So why lose based on the amount of significant strikes your fighter throws? Instead, just pick the five fighters that you feel the most confident in, the five ways that you think they're going to win, and the five rounds you think they're going to win. And that's it. That's all you got to do. And if you head over to bsmma.com, they have an awesome cash game going on right now. For just a $5 entry fee, you are going to get a chance to win a guaranteed prize pool. So even if the game doesn't fill up, the prize pool still pays out. So check out bsmma.com for their guaranteed prize pool contest, and check out all their games while you're there. BSMMA.com. Make your picks today. And to help you out with those picks over on BSMMA.com, I've once again enlisted the help of a savvy co-host. Joining me today is Kurt Chase Patrick. Kurt, thanks for joining me. Hey, man. Thanks again for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right. And as you folks at home know, we always start by putting five minutes on the clock. And we're going to start the first round by talking about Magomed Ankiyev versus Dolce Lukianbula. So Ankiyev, 2-1 in the UFC. His only loss was in his debut on a Hail Mary triangle attempt from Paul Craig. He got it with 4 minutes and 59 seconds. And about that, Ankiyev was pretty much dominating the whole time. Lukianbula is 1-0 in the UFC after KOing Daquan Townsend in his UFC debut. So here's my question for you. Ankiyev leans on the takedown fairly heavily. Lukianbula, good hands, but a judo background. Is it enough to keep this one striking? Yeah, I did see he has a judo background, but, you know, going back and watching some of his highlights prior to his UFC debut and even in his UFC debut, I mean, the guy likes to stand and bang, right? I mean, he's super athletic. He, he's built like a uh, uh, like a Mack truck. Um, I can't see him trying to use his judo too much. Uh, I think uh, Ankylev is really going to have a grappling advantage here. And Ankylev has some good hands and good striking too. I would not blink in this fight. Um, I mean, I think these guys are going to come out and bang, uh, but I do think that Ankylev is going to have a pretty distinct grappling advantage if he does choose to use it. Yeah, and the other thing I think too is that when Lugiambula looks to grapple or is worried about grappling, he actually does a very good job of stopping takedowns, but when he lets the hands go he's really susceptible to the takedown. So I, I think one of his biggest issues is that he doesn't blend the two very well. And because Ankyalev does blend the two so well, I, I think that's where you're going to see the grappling advantage really come into play here for the Russian. And, and as a result, I, I'm definitely in an Ankyalev on this one. I, I think he's 
highly underrated in the division because he has that loss to Paul Craig. Uh, how do you see this one going down? Yeah, I got Inkylev as well, man. I think, uh, I think like you said, um, the way uh, – I'm going to say Dolce because that last name is uh, <laughs> is a tough one. But uh, Dolce, I mean, he kind of leaves himself open when he swings big for the fences. Um, I think Ankylev is going to be able to get him down. But anytime it is standing, for as long as it's standing, I think Dolce is is live there. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I have Ankylev uh, taking this one by decision. Yeah, I'm going to take him too, but I'm going to take him by late TKO just because I'm not sure what I believe about Lugian Bula's uh, cardio. I, I just think maybe towards the end he winds up gassed enough that Ankylev can get him out of there. And that's going to bring us to our second fight, which is Rustam Habilov versus Sergei Kondanzo. Uh, Habilov, he's been in the, the UFC for quite a long time. He just had a six-fight win streak snapped by Diego Fajeda. Kondanzo's only 1-0 in the UFC. He took a decision win over uh, Rustam Achman. Now, the really cool thing about Sergey Kondonzo is all of his spinning shit. He, he's got spinning you know, leg kicks. He's got spinning head kicks. He, he's got everything in the bag. He's got spinning back fists. Is that a good idea against Rustam Habilov? Um, I don't think so. I think, you know, Habilov is the more fundamental striker. Uh, Kondonzo is very flashy. He has some really cool stuff. But, I mean, Kabilov has been in there with some of the best in the world. He's been in the UFC for a long, long time, um, fought at the highest levels. I think, I think, yeah, the, the spinning stuff is going to leave him susceptible for takedowns. And we've seen Habilov, uh, you know, be able to take people down and really grind them out, stay tough on top. He has good ground and pound, good cardio. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I just think the more fundamental fighter here is going to have the advantage and that's, uh, Habilov. Yeah, and I really think that people are sleeping on how good Habilov is because it seems like every time he puts together an amazing win streak, he he loses one or two, and and then we sort of forget about him, right? Like he came into the UFC, he beat Vince Pichel by dropping him on his head with a suplex. He then beat Yancy Medeiros and Jorge Masvidal back to back to back. Then he loses to Benson Henderson and Adriano Martins. He wins six more after that, including against Desmond Green, Cajun Johnson. And then he loses to Fajeda. So I think we're sleeping on him as, as possibly one of the, you know, a fringe top 15 guy in the lightweight division. But also in the, the same sense here, too. I, I think Condonzo is just not as polished as Habilov. He, you're right. He doesn't have the experience. But in general, I just don't think he blends things together. I, I think one of the things we're going to wind up saying about all of these fights, other than we're having trouble saying their last names, is that uh, I, I think the, the person who's able to blend things together and make the wrestling work or make the grappling work is going to be the one who wins this fight. And as a result, I'm going with Hobby Love by decision here. How about you? Yeah, I got Hobby Love by decision too. Um, again, it, it's just the fundamentals. I think he's going to be able to grind it out pretty well, but I'm excited for Sergey, man. He does have some really flashy striking, whether it's, you know, he's able to show it in this bout or the next. Um, I do like him as a prospect in the division. For sure. Well, and that's going to do it for the end of our first round. We're going to take a quick break, talk to our sponsors, and we'll be right back with round number two. Look, my favorite part of playing daily fantasy sports on BSMMA.com has got to be, it's got to be playing against my friends. So they've got a create a contest option, which is revolutionary. Their create a contest option is fully customizable. You can choose the payout structure. So you don't have to worry about one person winning at all. You can get a payout to the top 20% if you want, all kinds of different payout structures. You can also invite as many people as you want. You can have a really large game or a really small game. 
And on top of that, if, if you, once you've customized those two things, you can also customize what you want the entry fee to be. So these games are fully customizable. You can get as many people in as you want. And I would suggest getting as many of your friends in on bsmmade.com as soon as possible. Now, back for round number two. And we are back with round number two. We've got to put another five minutes on the clock. And we're going to start this round by talking about Roman Kapilov versus Carl Roberson. So Kapilov is going to be making his UFC debut. He's 8-0. He was supposed to fight uh, Christoph Jaco all the way back in April. He's going to be fighting Carl Baby K. Roberson, who's 3-2 in the UFC. He's beaten the likes of people like uh, Jack Marshman, Darren Stewart. He fought Glover Teixeira, although he lost that one by submission. What can you tell us about Kapilov and how he matches up with Carl Roberson? So I was watching Kapilov. He's 8-0. and He's got seven uh, KOs on his record. And one of the things that really stood out to me is he has a lot of late stoppages, fourth-round stoppages, um, third-round stoppages. So he definitely has great cardio, puts on a good pace. Um, you know, Roberson has had a mixed bag in the UFC, like you said. And even that Glover fight, Roberson was putting on Glover for a bit. And then, um, you know, he kind of lost his way there. But, uh, man – Kapilov, everything, everything I've seen from him, he's a banger. He's got great striking. Um, and again, that pace is tough to deal with. Yeah, and I, I agree 100% with what you said about him having late stoppages. And then you, you sort of mentioned it. Carl Roberson comes out very fast. So I'm interested in that dynamic of whether or not Roberson comes out fast enough that he could put him away. But I don't think he could because I think you're right. He, he Kapilov throws missiles. His left hand that he throws right down the middle it's like a heat-seeking missile. It fucking lands when he wants it to. In addition to that, he's kind of got some, like, fun spinning Taekwondo-style stuff, too. So, yeah, I like him as a more polished striker, even if Carl Roberson comes out, you know, a lot faster than Kapilov does. I think he stays around long enough to get a late TKO. How about you? Yeah, you know, I think I think uh, Roberson coming out strong could even play into Kapilov's uh you know, game. Like you said, he has got some, he's got some really pretty striking, some accurate striking. Uh, I think Kapilov actually gets him out early. I think he gets him out in the first uh, five-minute stanza. Wow, there you go. First round finish there for Kapilov. And that's going to bring us to our second fight in the second round, which is Penny Kianzad versus Jessica Rose Clark. Kianzad, 0-2 in the UFC. She lost to Macy Chiasan on the main event or the finals of the Ultimate Fighter. She then had to leave the UFC due to not getting a contract. She won one fight outside of the UFC, came back only to lose to Julia Avila on a short notice fight. Jessica Rose Clark, she's going to be moving up to Bantamweight for the first time in her career. She's 2-1 at Flyweight, where she beat Beck Rollins, Paige Van Zant, and then lost to Jessica I. She obviously had weight cut issues, and she tore a ligament, I believe, in her knee that kept her away for a little while. How do you think she looks moving up a weight class? How beneficial do you think it's going to be for her? I think it's going to be good. I think she had a lot of struggles trying to um, cut the weight down there. You know, we've seen a lot of fighters, you know, they finally give up that weight cut. Uh, I mean, look at uh, Darren Till from this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Goes up to 185 and beats Kelvin Gastelum, who just gave Israel Adesanya all he could handle. I think it's a smart move for her. Um, and I honestly really like this fight. I, I've always been kind of high on Kianzad. I know she hasn't had the uh, – kind of run she's hoped for but this could be a good one to get her back on track um and Jessica Rose Clark is solid too I think they match up really well together yeah I think it's going to be a fun fight for sure what I'm really interested in see is I I think Jessica Rose Clark does look better up a weight class and you mentioned Darren Till 
She has always looked like a bigger flyweight, but I'm not sure how she'll look next to somebody like Kian Zad who's fought at featherweight. You know what I mean? Like, Kian Zad's coming down. Not that she's not a natural bantamweight. She's probably a natural bantamweight. But she's coming down from having fought up at flyweight. Rose Clark going up. Do you think the size and strength disparity is going to do her in? I think it could because I think – I believe Kian Zad is, is a couple inches taller. She's got a bigger reach. Like you said, she has fought up at um, featherweight. It's just – I don't know how Kian Zad is going to be able to implement that um, that size advantage. Um, I I kind of like Clark here. I think I think she's going to be a little bit busier on the feet, um, and I just I just don't think she's going to be able to really um, Kian Zad be able to implement that size advantage enough to uh, make a big difference here. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried about that too as well because I, I think Kian Zad, the, the advantage she probably has in this fight, like you said, is the size. And if she can make this like a grinding grappling match up against the cage, I, I like her in that kind of fight. But like if, if she's just going to stand and strike and wait for Jessica Rose Clark to tie her out, I, I think the fact that she's coming up in weight is probably beneficial for her gas tank. She's going to look tougher there. Uh, so we're, we've come to the end of the round. I'm going to have to ask you for your official pick on this one. Who do you like? Yeah, I think it's going to primarily be decided on the feet. I got Jessica Rose Clark decision. All right, so my part of my heart wants me to pick Jessica Rose Clark, but uh, against my better judgment, I'm going to go with Panny Kianzad. I, I just think for some reason uh, the grappling might wind up being her advantage, and, and I am worried about the size too. So I'm going to differ with you there, and I'm going to go with Panny Kianzad. And that's going to do it for the end of the second round. We're going to take another quick break, talk to our sponsors, and we'll be right back with round number three. So we already talked about how BSMMA.com is changing the way you play daily fantasy sports because you're just picking the winners, the rounds, and the methods, and that's it. But what's also awesome about BSMMA.com is they want to reward people who understand MMA and who can predict how the fight is actually going to go. So not only are you getting rewarded for predicting the outcome, but if you can predict the style of how the match is going to look, you're going to get extra points. So for instance, if you think your fighter, the person you predicted to win, is going to get a bunch of takedowns, they've got a bonus for that. And you can get extra points for predicting that that person is going to get a lot of takedowns. They've got those for knockdowns, how fast they're going to win, how flawless they're going to win. There's all kinds of cool bonuses. So check them all out at BSMMA.com. Now, back for round number three. And we are back with round number three. This round has got three fights that we need to talk about, so we're going to take them a little bit faster. But of course, we have to first put five minutes on the clock. And we're going to start this round by talking about Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov versus David Zawada. So Nurmagomedov is making his UFC debut at 15-2-1. He's beaten some really good names on the regional scene, including, uh, you know, tough alumni Matt Secor, UFC alumni Doomsday Howard. He drew with Bojan Velikovic in the PFL playoffs. Zawada, 0-2 in the UFC. He lost to Danny Roberts, got TKO'd by Lee Jianglang. I don't mean to accuse the UFC of anything when we do these. But this certainly seems like a fight to showcase Khabib's, you know, cousin, so to speak, uh, and, and make him look good here. Does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Khabib is a monster. He's cousins with Khabib, so I think that sells it right off the bat. But he is a really good fighter. Um, one thing, though, you know, he has the explosive wrestling, you know, the pretty takedowns, all that stuff you'd expect from being a... Uh, from that region of the world, Khabib's cousin, ever that. But he's a more polished striker than Khabib. He has some really nice striking, 
Um, and I'm with you there, man. I think this is all to showcase uh, Abubakar. Uh, what is it? Abubakar? These names are crazy, man. <laughs> Abubakar Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and this is actually probably one of the easier ones, too. Um, so, yeah, given that, I- I'm going Nurmagomedov, early TKO here, uh, and-, and possibly getting it with just a straight KO. I, I think David Zawad is in here over his head. Yeah, I definitely think he's over his head. I got Nurmagomedov by uh, stoppage as well. All right, and then the second fight we're going to talk about Alexander Yakolev versus Roosevelt Roberts. So Yakolev one and two in his last three. He lost to Kamara Usman in his last three, plus uh, Zach Cummins. He did beat Alex De Silva in his very last fight to get himself back on the win side. Uh, Roosevelt Roberts two and one in the UFC. He started by beating Daryl Horcher and Thomas Gifford, and then most recently got his first career loss to Vince Pichel. Uh, the losses for Yakolev are all to good grapplers. People like Demian Maya, Nico Musoke, Kamar Usman, even even Zach Cummins' his grappling's pretty good. Roosevelt Roberts is a good sub guy as well, but do you think he's in the same league as any of those other four I mentioned? I don't think he's in the same league, but uh, you know, is Yakolev either? You know, Yakolev's fought some great fighters and he's had a really up and down career. Um, I can't get a, a, a grasp on him really. You know, he's looked good in some fights. He's Got good grappling. He has some sneaky punching power. But, you know, he's also been manhandled in a couple fights. Um, I really – I honestly like Roberts here. I think Roberts um, – Roberts has some sneaky submissions as well. He's got a nice guillotine. I think he finds uh, Yankolev's neck here. Uh, maybe second round. I'm going Roberts by guillotine. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take Roberts here. And part of what makes me lean that way is I rewatched that the Yankolev De Silva fight – in remembering that Alex Da Silva, who is largely just a striker in my book, or at least that's the way I categorize him, is I he took him down, right? Like, he took down Alexander Yakolev. So, if he can take him down, I think Roosevelt Roberts can. Or if Roosevelt Roberts can just tag him on the feet, because he is so long, uh, and, and he can get Yakolev to shoot. I think that guillotine's there, too. I'm going Roosevelt Roberts by submission as well. Which brings us to our very last fight of the night, which is Grigory Popov versus Davey Grant. So, Popov is uh, 0-1 in the UFC. He got TKO'd by Eddie Wineland in his debut, which isn't all that bad. Uh, Grant lost to Manny Bermudez by submission in July of 2018. And that was his first fight after a three-year layoff. So, he's got one fight in four years. It's kind of crazy to think about how little he's fought. How do you even break down a Davy Grant fight? Yeah, he's... You really don't know. I mean, it's it's been so in between, and that's you know it's crazy to look at. Was it November two thousand thirteen? He lost to Chris Holdsworth, right? Yeah. I mean, that is a long, long time ago. But he does have, uh, I believe, it's eight wins by submission. I believe all have come by choke. And Popov is not a great wrestler. He's a good striker, but not a great wrestler. Not a great ground guy. I think if Grant comes in in shape, uh, I think this is probably his fight to lose. I think he has the distinct grappling advantage to take Popov down and get him out of there. Yeah, I agree with you. I am so worried about the layoff, but you, we also have to remember that this is a guy who beat Marlon Vera too, right? Like Marlon Vera is an absolute killer in that division. And if yeah, I'm remembering correctly, he, he took him down and pretty much dominated him on the mat. And, and don't get me wrong, Vera is 
definitely changed since they fought because I'm pretty sure when they fought, Marlon Vera was like, I don't know, freaking 17 or 18 or however young he was. So it was a long time ago, but I think you're right. I think Popov not having a good wrestling game makes me lean to Davey Grant, but I have to be honest, the layoff worries me. So what's your official pick on this one? Yeah, the layoff definitely worries me, but I I think he's going to be well-prepared here. Uh, I hope he is because it'd be good to see him back. I got... Davy Grant, my first round rear naked choke. I think he gets him down, gets to his back, and chokes him out. All right, I'm going to go with Davy Grant. I'm going to go rear naked choke, too. I like that pick. I'm going to take it a little bit later in the fight. I'm going to say late second, early third round for the finish, just because I think he's going to have to wear him out a little bit and definitely going to have to work through some stuff in the early rounds. And uh, that's going to do it. That's seven fights in 15 minutes for you folks. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this breakdown because this is not an easy card to either say the names on it or know really what to pick. So hopefully this helped you out. Kurt, thanks so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime, man. Always appreciate being on the show. Thank you.